Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Moose Media Podcast for the week. Ricky Dean, along with Rick Burkett, as uh, we get set to talk a little high school football in the state of Alabama. Rick, to put it in um, in a in a way that we all understand it, of course, being from the agricultural area of the state of Alabama down here, we're in the short rows now. I mean, we're getting close to the end. I can remember, uh, you know, way back uh, when we first got this season started, back in the month of August and how hot it was, and now we've got cool, crisp high school football evenings and, and great football games because now you've got you've got good against good. Uh you know, for, for lack of any other way to put it. I mean, you got good teams that are left in the cream that we always talked about was floating, uh, kind of making its way to the top. I mean, we're at the top now. These are the best of the best high school football teams in the state of Alabama that are left. And if we look at Class 7A, this is um, – th- there were no 7A games this past Friday night as uh, those the, the games have been set. The, the final state championship game for Tuscaloosa has been set for December the 6th, a Wednesday night in Tuscaloosa. Of course, it will be Central Phoenix City who advanced to the state final game with a big win over Mary G. Montgomery of Mobile. Central Phoenix City won that ball game by a score of 21 to 7 and then on the north side of the bracket um, Thompson the Thompson Warriors they got there by beating uh, Hewitt Trustful and uh, that that game uh, that between those two schools 21 to 10 the final score there so it will be Central Phoenix City will be the home team in that game in Tuscaloosa at Bryant Denny Stadium. It'll be Central Phoenix City and Thompson for the 7A state championship in the state of Alabama. Yeah, and uh, and uh, congratulations to Mary G. Montgomery. Uh, you know, in, in, and now we're seeing it in the, in the other classification, 6A through 1A too, but once you got to that semifinal round, there, there really aren't a whole lot of underdogs as, as you think of them. Everybody can beat everybody else, and uh, uh, Congratulations, Mary G. Montgomery. They gave uh, Central Phoenix City the closest game they've had this year. Uh, so they can hold their heads high. And uh, like I said, cousins, a lot of cousins went to school up there and in uh, Sons at Mary Montgomery. So congratulations. And congratulations, Thompson, for, for making it again. They made a very good Hewitt Trustville team. And, and with their ninth grade uh, uh, quarterback as their starter, uh, so that, that, that'll be a good one. Central Phoenix City versus Thompson. And, uh, and uh, looking forward to that one for sure. Yeah, that'll be a big game, and uh, and of course it starts off championship week there in Tuscaloosa as the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Uh, you know they they host their championship games at the two biggest venues in the state. Um, they rotate them between Tuscaloosa and between um, Jordan Hare Stadium in Auburn, and whichever team, uh, whichever school, Alabama or Auburn, hosts the Iron Bowl. Um, during the week than the other school or, or during that particular year the other school hosts the state championship games and of, uh, of course as we saw this weekend um, Jordan Hare hosted the Iron Bowl this year and, uh, and, and then of course the state championship games for all classifications in the state will be at Bryant-Denny Stadium and that will be on December 6th December 7th and December 8th will be the, um, it's a Wednesday, Thursday, 
uh, Friday uh, type deal there on those games. So so big games upcoming, and, and let's talk about, since we've talked about the 7A game and then again the final, once uh, just to reiterate that real quickly, it will be Central Phoenix City against Thompson, and that will be in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Central Phoenix City will be the home team for that for, for that game, so that's uh, that's going to be exciting, and uh, and that's a you know just a great venue to go see a high school football game when you get to see because a lot of these teams that go up there, you know, I mean, a lot of these kids that play in these state championship games, especially the seniors, you know, they get an opportunity to play on the campuses of everybody's, you know. Just about everybody in Alabama is either an Auburn or an Alabama fan, and so getting to play, come out of the the tunnel on a, uh, you know, for a state championship game in one of these huge venues. I mean, it's really a treat for these kids that get to play in these games. Here it is, and uh, and, and that'll be a big one. They'll, you'll think it was a college game, uh, Thompson and. Uh, Central Phoenix City, uh, with Central Phoenix City being on the home side, but I mean, there'll be enough people there. I mean, those are huge high schools, but there'll be a lot of people there for the rest of the games too. And it, it's a, of course, it's always you know a privilege playing Jordan uh, Hare, Bryant, Denny, and uh, you know even people from other schools that went and graduated from Foy or from North Alabama or from or South. You know, they all still have their favorite Alabama or Auburn. So you're you're exactly right about that. So let's talk about the 6A playoffs. We've got games left. So this will be the semifinal games that we'll talk about, Class 6A all the way down to 1A. And, um, and you know, you and I had the privilege the other night. We went over to Saraland and checked out the digs at Saraland. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. Folks, if you're listening, if you've never been to Saraland, Alabama, on campus at Saraland High School to see a football game, you owe it to yourself to go because we talk about Bryant Denny and we talk about Jordan Hare. I tell you one thing: you'll you'll not get closer to a college atmosphere at a high school game than you will by going to and enjoying a game uh, at a place like Saraland High School. The doggone facilities are immaculate for one thing, and then just the number of people there, uh, the LED lighting that they do, the light show during the ball game. I mean, uh, you know, the fireworks, the big board, yeah, the the, the big video board. I mean. It's it's as closest as you can get to a college football atmosphere without being at a college football game. And I'm telling you, well, you even mentioned, you know, prior to us start beginning to record that there are smaller colleges around us within driving distance that don't have the facilities that Saraland um, has right right here down the road from us. That's right, and 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 they're very nice people too. I mean. I think sometimes they there's a little bit of stigma on their part. They think people think, oh, it's a real rich private school, like, and they're not really a private school. They're their own little school, school district. They form a, get what you call that? They're, city school. Uh, call, it's a city yeah, school district, they're, right? They're there, but it's the Sarah Lansing. They're not part of a. Uh, that's their own school system, and and it's a new school. And when you go on there uh, on their campus, it looks like a you know. Uh, a, a university uh, like going to Spring Hill or Birmingham Southern or someplace like that. That's what it kind of reminds you of. And uh, it's just immaculate. But the people there are very nice. I mean, it's not, they're not a bunch of rich folks, even though it may look like that when you get into the stadium. It's just that they, they have a big collective effort there, great fundraising efforts. And it's, 
And as you say, it's just as, as, as nice of a place as you're going to you're going to find for high school football, artificial turf, and all. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was just. I mean, I was I was blown away by the by the how the facilities looked and everything and the upkeep and and there again you know you and i sat up there amongst people that you know we had never met before in our life and uh we we felt right at home yeah we we felt like when we left we had it we had made new friends because we we sat up there with folks and just uh interacted and and they just love high school football just like we do you know and so we had a chance to talk to them and and matter of fact uh, hopefully this Friday night we'll get a chance, uh, another chance. We'll ride up the road and watch them take on this Pike Road team that they will be there facing. So as we as we get set to talk about the game here, you know, uh, it's going to be Saraland and Pike Road. The Pike Road Patriots defeated Benjamin Russell uh, this past week, thirty-one to twenty-eight in the quarterfinals. Uh, in their quarterfinal game this past Friday night. And, of course, Saraland, they emerged victorious against a very good Hillcrest-Tuscaloosa team. Final score there was 31-21. to And uh, and so that was the those two quarterfinal matchups to get us to the, the semifinals. And, uh, and, Rick, man, there was just the other night, that was a great ball game. I mean, you talk about um, just – just tough defensive football, and then the doggone speed of these two teams on offense is just unbelievable. And and I mean, you talk about college level accuracy from quarterbacks throwing the football and everything like that. I mean, it was everything that it was chalked up to be. That game the other night between Sarah Land and Hillcrest Tuscaloosa was really just really incredible to see. Yeah, I, I think, and, and with some of the folks we were talking to, and they were asking, you know, they actually asked our opinion <laughs> about what we thought the game was going to be. And we, we told them, I, you know, I thought Sarah Land would win the game, but I told the nice lady that I was sitting beside and that uh, I think this is Sarah Land, will be Sarah Land's, could be their toughest game until they get to the state final. And I'll stand by that based on, on who they're playing with Pike Road. And, and uh, Hillcrest gave Sarah Land all they wanted to, and, and still, you know, Sarah Land won by ten points. And uh, but it was a it was a pretty good game, and that's a common opponent for them because uh, Pike Road lost to Hillcrest Evergreen pre. I mean Hillcrest Evergreen, Hillcrest Tuscaloosa toward the beginning of the season, I'll bet. But uh, Hillcrest uh, Tuscaloosa beat Pike Road fairly handily, so uh, they do have a common opponent. So I think Sarah Land. As they've been in every game they've been in this year, just about they'll be the they should probably be the favorite. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to going again. Maybe we sit with the same people. They were they were very nice to us. Yeah, looking back as you mentioned, uh, Hillcrest Tuscaloosa um, and Pike Road they tied up the second week of the season, and um, and Hillcrest Tuscaloosa beat Pike Road by a score of thirty to six. So um, so the, yeah, they they handled them pretty pretty easily and and i tell you you know well we saw the other night and we've talked about sarah land being jokingly saying that they were the university of sarah land and everything like that and it was kind of funny because they even have shirts that say um you know that say sarah land university some some of the school teachers wear those around but uh but but yeah i mean it's going to be a tough game for pike road to to come in to that atmosphere you know, and win. Um, I mean, it's 
Sarah Land's loaded. They're loaded for bear, and and they will. I think certainly that they will be um, making their way to uh, Tuscaloosa here um, yeah. two weeks or another week from Friday night. Two weeks from from now that they'll be playing for a state championship. And and I hope they do because you know they're 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 a local uh, South Alabama team. Pike Road is too. They're they're more over in the wiregrass section, but uh, uh, but yeah, good luck to Sarah Land, the Spartans. Yeah, just kind of looking, you know, at uh, at different things. I mean, you know, Pike Road's had a good run and everything, but unfortunately, it looks like the state championship. Uh, in order to get to Tuscaloosa, you got to go through Sarahland to get yep. there, and it's it's just going to be a tough road to hoe for them as uh, yeah. as we look ahead. So so we'll. We'll say this about that game. We're looking forward to going back and seeing Sarah Land again at their place. And uh, and my pick, if we if we were picking games, which we might as well, uh, don't cost us anything to pick them. If if I had to pick this game just head to head between Sarah Land and Pike Road, I would certainly say that Sarah Land gets the edge in that one. Yeah, I would. Uh, you know, if, if there were such thing as point spreads, I'd say they would be a a heavy, a heavy favorite, you know. Right. Not, not to say it can't be done. I mean, I know teams that lose games earlier in the season and come back and beat the team that beat them in the playoffs. But, uh, but yeah, Sarah Land just looks, looks. I mean, they've got. I think they've got five or six Division One uh, signed people that signed already with Division One schools on their team. So they're 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 that good. Let's look at the north side of the bracket now as uh, we've got, uh, you know, the, the teams that will be playing in the semifinals in order to get an opportunity to go face who we believe is going to be Sarah Lynn in Tuscaloosa. You've got Clay Chalkville at 12-0 and and Parker at 12-1. and So those two teams are going to meet up on Friday night and play um, the Parker Thundering Herd. Is uh, you know that's a really one of the first times I've I've ever really paid that much attention to uh, Parker. I didn't even really wasn't even sure what their uh, mascot was, but you know Clay Chalkville is uh, is there a lot. The Cougars of of Clay Chalkville, you you hear them all the time. You know they've uh, uh, in in looking at different ways of of looking at things. Uh, you know just since 1996. Uh, Clay Chalkville has qualified for the playoffs a total of 24 times, so they're they're there quite a bit, and uh, and have been there quite a bit of late. Any time that you're talking about uh, high school football in the state of Alabama in Class 6A, you hear the name Clay Chalkville come up. So this is going to be a very big game in the north side of this bracket to see who is going to wind up in Tuscaloosa, and of course. Um, if we look at uh, Parker, Parker defeated Gadsden City by a score of 35-20 to 20 in their quarterfinal game. And Clay Chalkville of the Cougars defeated Muscle Shoals. They got all over Muscle Shoals 44-27. to 27. And so that's how they advance. And, uh, and so that's going to be a big game that is going to be uh, taking place uh, in this one. And it will be played... Uh, it will be played at Clay Chalkville. Ch- Clay Chalkville will stay at home at Cougar Stadium uh, on their campus there. So Clay Chalkville, the home team, Parker, the visitor, in the uh, other side of the bracket, the north side of the bracket in Class 6A. 
Yeah, and clay chalk full of pretty. Everybody wondering where they might be. They're up there in that Pinson Valley clay uh, chalk full area up there, close to Sand Mountain, northeast of uh, Birmingham. And uh, like you say, they've got a lot of tradition. They beat Thompson earlier this year. Thompson's only loss uh, in 7A. Clay Chalkville is the team that we've talked about in, in some of our other uh, podcasts. They're, they, if there's a team that can beat, beat Sterling and play with them, I think it'll beat uh, Clay Chalkville. And that would be my pick. I think Clay Chalkville will handle Parker. Another Birmingham area team, Thundering Herd there. Uh, uh, and Parker does have some tradition, from especially back in the seventies and eighties, I believe they 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 do have have, have uh, had some real good football teams back then. But uh, but anyhow, yeah, that that should be a good one. Uh, but I think Clay Chalkville, they they're sort of like Sarah Land. There's a lot of folks that think that those are the two best teams in the state, regardless of classification. Uh, so, but anyhow, I think that'll be a good game. Yeah, if you look at common opponents for these two teams, Clay Chalkville and Parker, uh, they've both both played Mountain Brook, and uh, Parker Parker beat Mountain Brook thirteen to ten. Clay Chalkville beat uh, Mountain Brook seventeen to thirteen. You drop down to Huffman. Uh, Parker defeated Huffman very handily, fifty six to nothing, in a game earlier in the year. Uh, Clay Chalk will beat them, though, 72 to nothing. And then Oxford, both teams played Oxford. Um, Parker beat Oxford 21 to 14. And uh, and Clay Chalk will beat Oxford 28 to 14. So um, you would, based on the scores, just looking at the scores and common opponents, um, you got to give Clay Chalk will the edge in this one over Parker. Yeah, agreed. So as we continue now, and uh, that takes us down to the 5A matchups, of course, uh, Ufala has had a very good year this year. Ufala's traveling uh, over here to our neck of the woods down here on the Gulf Coast in the state of Alabama, and they will take on the undefeated uh, Gulf Shores team from Gulf Shores High School. And so that's going to be a big game there in that one. And uh, and if we um, if we look at that, Ufala is... Um, going to be playing at uh, at Gulf Shores Mickey Miller Blackwell Stadium is the name of the uh, uh, the stadium there in Gulf Shores on campus at Gulf Shores High School and um, and so Ufala is going to come into town uh, with their very good football team Ufala defeated Demopolis by a score of 20 to 17 in a very hard fought battle in the quarterfinals of um, of class 5A here in the state of Alabama. So the Tigers enter uh, this next game that they have with a 10-3 and record. And uh, and so Gulf Shores, Gulf Shores is undefeated. The Gulf Shores Dolphins, they um, they defeated Hanley by a score of 35-14 to in their playoff game this past Friday night. Uh, the Dolphins have a 13-0 record. They were 8-0 in, uh, in Class 5A Region 1. And so they're... Um, they're they're loaded. Gulf Shores has just got a great football team. I've been following them all throughout the year. Of course, you and I have talked about a lot of the schools in the Region 1 areas. That would be, you know, Mobile, Baldwin County, the areas right around here with us. And so we, we've talked a lot about Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores just a very, very good football team. Yeah, uh, Gulf Shores, uh, they're undefeated. Nobody's – they – Hand, handled everybody they played, including a very good headland uh, team that uh, uh, you know that 
that had beat UMS right the week before. And, uh, I don't, it, you know, it looks like they'll sure handle them pretty well. And, uh, and so, you know, it, it'd be nice if we could get down there and, and watch them sometime. Uh, but, uh, like I said, it's a pretty good, it's a lot farther trip for us than some of these other games have been. But, uh, yeah, Gus Shores, the Dolphins have had a, had a, had a great season this year. So that'll be the um, Class 5A South Region. Um, that'll be the semifinals. That'll be Gulf Shores, the Gulf Shores Dolphins taking on um, Eufaula, and that game will be played in Gulf Shores. So that's a big game right there. As we continue to look at uh, games right around us, uh, or, or games in th- this, this game won't be right around us, but this will be the next one that we talk about. Class 5A, um, the semifinal, the other semifinal in the north side of the bracket will be uh, Gunnersville taking on Ramsey at Ramsey. So um, so a, a big couple of football games here uh, in in Class 5A. And, of course, this being the north side of the bracket, I got a lot of kid folks up around Gunnersville. We've talked about that before. You know, there's, there's keels running around all over the place up there. And, of course, uh, my great-grandparents were from the small community of Grant, Alabama, up there near Gunnersville, just north and east of Gunnersville, Alabama. So uh, I'm quite familiar with that area of the country. The Gunnersville Wildcats, they played Pleasant Grove and beat them 20, or 31 to 21 in the quarterfinals uh, this past Friday night. And uh, Ramsey, they defeated Moody, got all over them 40 to 27 in the quarterfinals of, of their um, chance to play in the semis now. And so the Ramsey Rams. Uh, will be uh, the next opponent for Gunnersville, and and I tell you one thing, this will be a this will be another battle uh, in um, in in this classification in Class Five um, A. It, it's going to be a war uh, up there at Ramsey as uh, as this game gets set to be played on Friday night. Yeah, that's right. Gunnersville's. Uh, uh I think they were ranked number one, but they're they're up there. They were number one seed, and uh, they they were undefeated. I think they had uh, uh can't remember who beat them, uh, but anyhow, just the one loss. But uh, they've kind of cruised through the playoffs out a whole whole lot. But uh, that you know, Ramsey you know, be a different story for them. Ramsey's kind of having a Cinderella season, and uh, so it should be a good one, Rick. Yeah, while you were uh, talking about that, uh, talking about the one team that defeated uh, Gunnersville this year was Arab, which is right up there, you know, close to. Uh, they all are within a rock's throw of each other, and Arab in a very hard fought game beat them by ten, beat them twenty nine to nineteen in a game that was around uh, uh, about week seven or eight, uh, so in the high school season this year. So, uh, you know, that was a that was their only loss of the year. Um, was that game against Arab for Gunnersville? So that's going to be a good. It's going to be a good football, good football game, and uh, and of course uh, they will they will certainly play hard uh, as both teams come in. Gunnersville twelve and one, and Ramsey eleven and two. So it's going to be a hard fought game, and uh, and of course the winner of this one will end up in Tuscaloosa playing for a state championship. So a lot of marbles on the line in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Randy would probably be given the edge in this one, but I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't count Gunners out. 
Yeah, well, it's going to be very close. I think the only one of the only things that would give Ramsey the edge in this one is the fact that they're playing the ball game at their place. They're playing at home. At that place. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And there's a lot to be said for that, especially in these games. You know, the finals, the state championship finals, are are basically neutral fields. So you know, you really don't have a. Uh, it's it's going to be good on good in a neutral location, but this final round of the playoffs, I mean, it's it's a home and away situation, so you're actually having to travel to the other team's location, yeah. the place that they're used to playing, and there's something to be said about getting to sleep in your own bed and dress in your own locker room and stuff like that, getting ready for a high school football game on Friday night. Especially, like I say, with high schoolers and uh but you know, uh, you know, us saying all this. I mean, once you make it to the semifinals, uh, you know, it's all been kind of sorted out to, to, to some degree. Uh, you still got a couple of heavy favorites, but there there are no real surprises on who wins or loses in in, in any of the semifinals. I mean, anything can beat the other team. Let's move down to uh, Class Four A. Uh, in the semifinal games there. You know, kind of surprising when we look at 4A, we follow a lot of 4A schools right here, right around us, and surprisingly enough, there's there's really not anything, you know, I mean, there, there is a South Alabama representative, but uh, but South Alabama is basically represented with, uh, with, with schools from around the Montgomery area. They're representing yeah. the, uh, the South part. As, and, and the surprise team in all this is Booker T. Washington, the Booker T. Washington Golden Eagles. As they defeated Jackson, you know, we, we talked about Jackson all year long and really thought Jackson was, you know, one of the – one of the big dog teams in class 4A and we were expecting Jackson to play for a state championship and Booker T Washington goes to Jackson and uh, and and knocked them off well actually yeah. no that game was played at Booker T Washington but uh, but Booker T Washington knocked them off um, 20 to 17 and hey, uh, look i mean yeah i mean that all, all three playoff victories so far for Booker T Washington uh, are upsets. I mean, uh, you know, they started the season upsetting a two seed, American Christian Academy, twenty two to twelve. Then they, I mean, Hanley was ranked uh, number one in in four at one time. I don't know if they finished that way, but they may have even finished that way. But I just know Hanley was a very good team, just beating the stuff out of everybody. Booker T. Washington upset them. And then the team you and I thought had a good chance to, to win the 4A crown was Jackson, the Aggies. And uh, uh, Booker T, we, we were having uh, our after-game after, after game meal at, 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 typically at the Waffle House the other night. And then when, when you called out the score, you said, hey, you know, Booker T, Washington beat Jackson. And I was like, you know. So, I mean, they, they've had three upsets in a row, and they're going to have to upset an, an, another one <laughs> if yeah. they win this one. Uh, this one coming up. Yeah, they're they're playing a tough Catholic Montgomery team that is thirteen and zero. Uh, but Booker T. Washington, their record is nine and four. You know, I, I mean, you know, they've they've lost some ball games. But I tell you one thing, uh, right now, Catholic of Montgomery better be careful because obviously Booker T. Washington, they're playing uh, their best football of the year right now. Right. And, and, yeah. and and a lot of times, you know, you hear coaches talk about this all the time. You want your kids to 
to play hard and all the way through the year, but you also got to have them peaking at the right time. And you, you can't have a lot of injuries and stuff like that. And obviously, Booker T. Washington is playing hard, and they're peaking at the right time, and they're playing good football. And uh, so now they will go up against Catholic of Montgomery. And, and, you know, it would not surprise me when we're sitting at the Waffle House Friday night somewhere and, and talking about uh, the scores as they come in to see Booker T. Washington on the winning side of this game against Catholic of Montgomery. Yeah, they is. They better strap on. I know Catholic Montgomery is good, but uh, Booker T's on a roll. So uh, it it won't surprise me this time if they win. They're definitely on a on, on a roll here, and like you said, peaking at the right time. Let's look at the north side of this bracket and uh, and see what the matchups are. Of course, uh, the north side of the bracket will be Cherokee County, and they will be taking on Westminster Christian. In, uh, in a ball game that will be uh, decide the north side of the bracket and who will end up in Tuscaloosa to play for a state championship. I really, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know very much about either one of these teams, but obviously to be playing in the semifinals of the uh, Class 4A um, classification in the state of Alabama, both teams have to be very good. Uh, Cherokee County, they're known as the Warriors, and they won their ball game against West Morgan on Friday night. Very close game, 28-27 was that quarterfinal game, so some folks from West Morgan went home with broken hearts, and so as they lose by um, by one point in that ball game, and of course uh, Cherokee County, they're 12-1 and on the year. Now Westminster Christian, the Wildcats, they defeated Brooks by a score of 48 to 27 and um, and of course the Wildcats they're 11 and 2 on the year so two very good football teams and they'll be battling it out to see who ends up in Tuscaloosa at Bryant-Denny Stadium and playing for a state championship in class 4A. Yeah, Westminster is a very good team. They got beat by uh, I think Madison Academy and uh playing out of their classification and uh uh which is actually below them, but uh, Madison Academy is a very good football team. But uh, 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 Westminster's up in Huntsville, you know, Cherokee County. I know where they're at because they're close to where our buddy Jeff Kaiser uh, used to live there, close to Piedmont. They're in center Alabama. Uh, but yeah, Westminster's got a good team, but uh, I kind of got the feeling that uh, Cherokee, they're going to have to, it'd be an upset if Westminster beats Cherokee County. So as we move down to Class 3A, and of course we've been talking about Mobile Christian all year long. Now, you talk about a war. This is going to be a war because we saw St. James last year, and we know that St. James has a very good football team, but they will be taking on Mobile Christian. St. James will be at Mobile Christian on Friday night at Harrison Field right there on um, on Cottage Hill Road in uh, in in mobile and uh and it's going to be a man it's going to be a war you've got uh mobile christian you know we talked about them um man that's a they're they're not large number wise they they don't have a bunch of kids dressed out but but the ones that they have dressed out are are basically handpicked by coach ronnie cottrell and i mean he's got a good group and man they're big across the offensive and defensive fronts and i mean they're just we saw them several times they're a good football team oh they you know i mean in mobile christian is not a large school i know lots of the folks over there know, know coach cottrell 
uh, uh, coached lots of the kids that went to uh, one of my old, my uh, players from the youth leagues was their quarterback that went on sign for West Alabama, Jordan Aubrey. Uh, and so no lots of the people over there. I love them all. They're great. It's a small school. There, if if they were in the in the in the public school system, they'd barely be a two A school. It's a very small school, which reminds me, anybody that wants to go to that Mobile Christian St. James, St. James private school too, uh, that's gonna there it, it will be standing room only if you don't get there real early. Uh, I mean it, it's a it's an appropriate size stadium for a two A, three A school, but it's not a large stadium and uh, the parking parking's kinda limited, but uh uh, yeah, but that would be a good one if we weren't going to go to the Sarah Land game. Is is no? It's at St. James, isn't it? I'm sorry, it's at St. James. No, so, it's no, it's no, no. It's actually, I believe it's it's at. Is it at Mobile it's Christian? It's at Mobile Christian. Yes. Okay, it is at Mobile Christian. So yeah, it, it's uh, uh it, it'll be crowded. So get there early and uh, <laughs> and uh, if we didn't have one to go to, if we weren't going to Sarah Land game, that'd be that'd be a good one to go to. But uh. St. James being the defending state champions and Mobile Christian, like you said, they're just, uh, uh, I think they're, well, I don't remember what we counted, 35, 36 players, but I mean, they're, they look like college level 35, uh, players, all of them. Yeah. Those, <laughs> really those really offensive good. linemen, you know, they've got, they've got about three or four kids that are, you know, well above six foot, well above 300 pounds, pounds. I yeah. mean, you know, you got some, you got some heavy eaters right there across the front. And I mean, they, they block, they're, they're not just, they're not big and slow. They're big and fast, which, which yeah. is a, they're a, athletic. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's a bad combination. If you're having to line up across from them, uh, for sure. St. James, you know, they made it to this game by defeating one of the teams that we followed and saw several times this year. Um, the Thomasville Tigers beat them 28 to 26 in a very hard fought game. And of course, Mobile Christian, uh, they defeated Trinity, just doubled them up 42 to 21 in their quarterfinal game, uh, last Friday night. And that's how they advanced to make it to where they are now. If we look at the north side of the bracket in class 3A, then uh, Madison Academy, we just mentioned Madison Academy uh, as being a very good football game, a very good football team. They're going to be taking on Geraldine at Geraldine in the um, north side of the bracket in Class 3A, the semifinals here in the state of Alabama. And, of course, Madison Academy, they defeated um, Sylvania 35 to 28 in a in a good close game in the quarterfinals this past Friday night. Geraldine, the Bulldogs, they defeated Lauderdale County, got all over them 55 to 20. So obviously Geraldine is a very good football team. And uh, but I, I tell you, I've seen been to a lot of uh, the Super Seven uh, state championship uh, weeks over the past years and Madison Academy's always been a good football team and you usually see them uh, playing in those state final games for for state championships quite often so Madison Academy a, a good football you know a good football team but uh, but we'll just have to wait and see how this one turns out as they'll play to see who ends up in Tuscaloosa this Friday night there you go so as we uh, continue, that was Class uh, 3A, of course, and uh, we, we continue working our way through as uh, we get down to the 2A uh, semifinals. And, of course, uh, these 2A semifinals really didn't, didn't turn out kind of the way we expected uh, a lot of the, the 2A brackets to, to 
turnout. Looking at the south side of the bracket, you've got, uh, you know, kind of that uh, that Montgomery area down, kind of looking at things. You've got uh, Realtown is going to be taking on B.B. Uh, Comer in the uh, south end of the bracket in Class 2A. They will be playing at B.B. Comer. And, of course, um, in their game this past week, Realtown, the Rebels, they defeated Cottonwood by a score of 42-22. to B.B. Comer, the Tigers, they defeated the Clark County Bulldogs from right over here close to me at, at uh, Grove Hill. And, uh, you know, Clark County had played good all year long. And, and uh, of course, their record was a little, you know, they finished the regular season 5-5, five and five, but they had played – out of classification, played up. Uh, they were undefeated and actually the the, the Class 2A Region 1 champion, but uh, but they end up losing to B.B. Comer by a score of 42-22 to this Friday night, and that's what leads you into this game. Uh, that will be a semifinal game between these two schools. Uh, it will be Realtown and B.B. Comer at B.B. Comer at Legion Stadium there on campus for them. Yeah, and then those teams are familiar with each other up in the same area up there northeast of Montgomery. Uh, B.B. Comer, being, that's Silicago with a lot of uh, tradition behind them. Uh, uh, over, the, over the years, I can remember, you know, back when, when we were in school, B.B. You know, Comer had good football teams, and uh, and they maintained that throughout. So uh, there are two teams that should be familiar with each other and uh, should be a good football game. If we look at the north side of the bracket in Class 2A, um, you know, it's going to be Pisgah and uh, Fife. Now, I don't know much about Pisgah, but obviously they're a good football team to be where they are. But, you know, do know a little bit about Fife, and the reason I do is is because the uh, the the Fife Red Devils, I mean, you constantly, year in and year out, hear about their – how good their football team is and they have a incredible winning tradition and uh, just to kind of tell you the way these two teams got to where they were Pisca beat Tuscaloosa Academy 36-29 in a very close hard-fought game um, this past Friday night so that's what got the Eagles where they are but if you look at the score on the other side where five the Red Devils they defeated Locust Fork by 30 points they beat them 63 to 33 in their quarterfinal game this past Friday night so I mean it's going to be incredible the uh, the Red Devils on the year are 12 and one and uh, and both teams actually Pisca also 12 and one so this is going to be a battle of 12 and one teams to see who gets to go to Tuscaloosa and play for that state championship yeah well I mean you're exactly right about five I can remember when we were in school back in the 70s I mean the, the, you know five red of course we were the blue devils but the five red they've they've got a ton of tradition and as teams go kind of reminds me of T.R. Miller Tigers a little bit I think I think they've got six state championships but they played in in, in, in more than that, I don't know how many they they've been in total. You might know, but uh, but they they've won six state championships since the state championship uh, the way it is now started in 1971 with the playoffs in state of Alabama, and uh, so they're a, they're a very good football team located up there close to Fort Payne area and Gunnersville in the northeast corner. They they've got a lot of tradition. So uh, I don't know much, you know. Uh, really much about Pisgah, uh, um, you know, but they, uh, it should be a good ball game. They, you know, 
So that, that'll be a good one. But I'd be surprised if Fife didn't come out on top on that one. Yeah, just looking at uh, some of the information on Fife that you can find, one of the things that is pointed out is that the Fife Red Devils, they have made 43 playoff appearances with an overall record of 69 and 36. So uh, in in semifinal games, uh, they're 6 and 2 at home. Uh, when they play their semifinal games at home, so, so I mean, I mean, they're they're. Think about what you team. just said. They, 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 so how many they've made? Forty nine. Forty. So there's only forty three. So there's only the playoff system's only been in has only been in play for like fifty uh, something years. Yeah. I mean, they started in nineteen seventy one. Yeah. So, um, so that that's pretty. Or maybe seventy. When did it start? Seventy or seventy-one when we started the current playoff system. So you got to think about it. fifty-three years, and they've made the playoffs forty-nine times, won six state championships, and been in numerous other ones or in in semifinals. So they, they like I said, kind of remind you of T.R. Miller a little bit, maybe even exceed T.R. Miller in terms of their 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 winning traditions. Yeah, they're they're a good football team, no doubt, and I would expect that Fife will end up being in Tuscaloosa. Um, playing for a, for a state championship uh, after this game on this Friday night. As we continue to look at uh, teams, now now here's here's a team that's close to me over here. As a matter of fact, uh, I've been uh, over to Leroy several times and seen baseball games and uh, and and football games and the like. And uh, and so the Leroy Bears, they're going to be at home this Friday night. The 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 problem is is that they're hosting a very good Elba football team now now Leroy's good uh but Elba is is right there with them I mean this is going to be a hard fault a hard fault game and I mean you know Elba we we've talked about Elba all year long talked about Leroy all year long because of their their closeness to us here in this area of the country and and um I mean this is going to be a war in Leroy on Friday night, I mean it'll be it'll be a tough one, and would be a good game to see uh, in Class One A uh, here in the state of Alabama. Well, it took Elba a little while, I think, to uh, after a few games, but after a few games, they it was clear what a good team they had, and uh, uh, they they spent most of the year at rank number one in One A, and yeah, beat they're, they're thirteen and zero on the year. So uh, yeah, they and beat numerous teams uh, out of their classifications. Uh, so they're, they're that good. They're, they're, and, and, but Leroy's good too. I mean, Leroy beat the good Millery team, uh, handled everybody. They, you know, I mean, they're very good too. I'd almost call that game even Stephen uh, as far as going into it as to who the winner would be. I think I'd give the edge to Elba, but, well, if, yeah, if, if you if you look at uh, if you look at just the stats of the ball game, Elba's at thirteen and zero, uh, Leroy's at twelve and zero. Uh, Elba is averaging scoring fifty one points a game. Uh, Leroy's averaging thirty nine. Now, defensive stats wise, the defense of Elba giving up fourteen and a half points a game, and Leroy only giving up nine and a half so i mean you got you got good offensive football you got great defensive football you know we always say as as coach bryant used to say defense wins championships and uh and so so that's going to be a good hard-fought game and uh and that game will be uh this friday night over at leroy on campus right there right there off of highway 43 as you get into leroy right there at leroy school i mean it's it's going to be a good hard-fought game and um and of course i 
to be honest with you, I mean, with my familiarity with Leroy, and of course, I still officiate um, high school softball. I've had uh, numerous encounters with the uh, with the softball team last year from Leroy. They had a, a very good um, girls softball team, and um, and so I'm familiar with them. I would I would really be pulling for for Leroy in this one if I had oh, yeah. just because of my f- familiarity with them. Not that I have anything against Elba, but uh, but just because I know some folks over there around the Leroy area, and I wish them well on this game on Friday night. Absolutely, that's what I'll be rooting for also. So as we look at the final game that we've got to uh, look at this week, this this will decide who goes and plays uh, in the other side of the bracket. Of course, you know either Leroy or Elba, one of those two teams will end up playing for a state championship in Tuscaloosa, and the other two teams uh, that are battling for their opportunity to go and do the same thing will be Pickens County and Coosa Christian. Don't really know much about these two teams because of them being – up north i've tried to learn what i can about them just by reading up on them because i, I want to be able to talk uh, intelligently about the uh, about the two schools and uh, in looking at things you know pickens county um their their name is the tornadoes the pickens county tornadoes they defeated widely uh this friday night this past friday night by a score of 18 to 14 in a very close ball game to advance Coosa Christian, the conquerors of Coosa Christian, they defeated Hackleburg, got all over them. 63-13 to was the final in that one, in their quarterfinal game. And so that brings these two teams together. And, uh, and you know, what's st- strangely enough is that if you look at the records of the uh, teams, um, the conquerors, they entered this game w- with only, they've got a record of 8-5. and five. Uh, and and so the uh, the Pickens County team they're ten and three and Coosa Christian is eight and five but it's going to be settled on the field this Friday night as these two teams will battle each other for an opportunity to go play for a state championship at Bryant Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa so so this will be a good ball game and this will be to decide who makes that trip to T Town. Yeah, and Goose uh, Christian, they, they're at, you know eight four, but they, they cruise through the playoffs. And uh, you know, I think they're a private school up between Rainbow City and, and Gadsden, and uh, so they, I, I would imagine they're sort of like Mobile Christian. Some of the others, they play up and down their classification some. So, uh, it, but it should be a good game, uh, but between those two, to find out uh, who they'll play, Lee War Elba. So that's going to do it for um, the all the you know semifinal games that are going on this week in the uh, state of Alabama. Of course, we talked about ball games from uh, 7A all the way down to Class 1A. Of course, the the 7A game will be the state championship game. That's that's already set, and uh, and so now the the games that will be played all across the state. There's only let's see, there's six. Six classifications and and two games in each, so twelve ball games. So there's um, you know twelve ball games left to decide who will go to Tuscaloosa and represent their schools and their communities in uh, state championship football games uh, at Bryant Denny Stadium. So it's a very exciting time of the year. All of these places. Well, just because people like us, you know, from all over the place, Rick, uh, they just love high school football like we do. So 
even if they don't have a dog in the fight, they're going to pack up and go go to the the game closest to them and enjoy uh, high school football on a Friday night. You know, I mean, that's man. There's just nothing like this time of year. The pageantry and 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 the uh, I mean, these are these are games being played right now that these kids will talk about for the rest of their lives. And I tell you one thing: not only do the kids talk about them, but you and I get a chance to talk about them too. We're we're constantly. Uh, of course, Rick and I, we both grew up in Atmore, Alabama, and um, and got a chance to see over the years some very good Escambia County high school football teams. Uh, you know, the Blue Devils winning state championships in 1974 and also back in 1983. My brother Jimmy was a part of that team that won that state championship. You know, and we still we still tell stories about going and, and watching those teams play. And I mean, you know, memories that are made on these Friday nights on these fields, uh, you know, these kids are making, these are lifelong memories. These memories never go away. Yeah. They last forever. I mean, just like with us, <laughs> we remember stories from, uh, football games, uh, practices from the, from the seventies. And now we're, now we're in our sixties. And, uh, but it's, uh, it's a if you if you're close to a high school football game this Friday, get out and go to it. I mean, I think the weather's supposed to be pretty nice, and uh, and it's it's just a lot of fun. You meet the nicest people. You do. You meet the nicest people, and hey, do like Rick and I do. Find you a Waffle House somewhere after the ball game, and go in and have the you know have you some some eggs and 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 a and a waffle and 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 talk about it just just making an experience because it's just awesome um you know i enjoy it and uh, just really just really i wouldn't want to do this time of year this is what i want to do i, I want to yeah. go and watch high school football and of course you and i you know we did uh, around 15 weeks of high school football on the radio earlier this year and now even with uh, with no games to do on the radio we're still following high school football and we'll continue to do it until the they pull the plug on it for the year, and and we we got to move on to something else. That's right. Anyway, well, thank you, folks, so much for uh, dropping in with us tonight and being a part of this. We would just, uh, you know, love for you to continue to follow us here on the Sports Moose Media Podcast. It is available anywhere that you would want to pick up a, a, a podcast from. I mean, it's iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube. We get it out on YouTube. You know, just anywhere that you would uh, want to put it on the uh, on the on the Podbean channel. We've we've got it there. Uh, we've we've got it just anywhere that you can pick up a podcast you can find us and listen to the sports moose media podcast that we do each and every week talking about high school football now rick and i have already said and and we'll get into more detail on that as soon as we got it all finalized but we're we're going to continue to do this sports moose media podcast even after football season is over with and we're gonna we're gonna move into kind of an an outdoorsy regimen if you will uh you know we'll we'll start talking a little hunting and fishing and and different things we're going to talk about stuff that uh is of interest to us and certainly uh we would hope would be of interest to you and uh and not only that we're looking at lining up some some interviews of of different things matter of fact i'm sitting here uh you know talking to y'all now and i'm looking at a book that i recently got in the uh got in the mail it's called winning the head game 
The Key to Elite Athletic Status, and it was written by Coach Sonny Smith, former Auburn University um, head basketball coach and a, and a, a friend of um, mine and Rick's, a, a gentleman that we know from here in the Atmore area, Mr. Lou Vickery. And so we'll be uh, interviewing Lou uh, about his book uh, later on, as soon as we uh, make contact with him and set it up, he's already sent word back to me that he is interested in being interviewed about his book as he does a book tour promoting the book. He's he's out about uh, all over the place and uh, promoting this book. So we want to give him some, some time on the Sports Moose Media Podcast and let him talk about his book. Winning the head game, the key to elite athletic status. And that's something that, you know, in just reading some of the stuff on the book, kind of before we get into it, is this is a book that would be a good read for for coaches, um, fans, uh, and especially dads that, that have kids that you're raising to hopefully be an elite athlete one day themselves. So, uh, you know, youth coaches would benefit from this book. So we're going to give you an opportunity to, to hear from one of the men that uh, actually wrote this book, Mr. Lou Vickery, and that'll be in weeks to come. So just pay attention, and we'll uh, get that word out for you when we line up that interview and get it done. Well, Rick, that's going to do it for us tonight, buddy. Good to hear from you again. Happy Thanksgiving to uh, you and your you and your family and uh and your bride Janet. So uh, and and we'll uh, we'll make plans to be at a ball game on Friday night as well. All right, Ricky, I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, man, you have a good one, and uh, and we'll and we'll talk to you next week. All right, bro. 